0: And now, here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan. Hi, this is Jeff Gill. I'm the co-host of Legacy Stories Podcast. My guest today is an associate attorney at uh, C. David Rowe, Daniel Gokel. He's a graduate of the University of uh, Georgia. He has a degree in finance, uh, where he worked in the financial services industry for about two years. In that time, he achieved his Series 7, a 63 life and health, and at that time, he decided to go go to law school, and he attended uh, University of Florida, Levin College of Law, and I want to welcome you, Daniel, and thank you for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Great. Daniel, just uh, what made you decide to, uh, after achieving
1: your finance degree, go, decide to go to law school? So I worked for a couple of years in financial services, and I always like giving advice. I like being an expert on some areas that are, are difficult for regular people to navigate, and after spending a couple of years doing it, I realized I wanted to do more. I wanted to be on a different side of the planning. And a lot of it actually started with when I originally started studying for the CFP exam. There's an estate planning portion and reading through that, I I felt like I felt would probably feel more comfortable and I would enjoy that just a little bit more than giving advice about stocks and mutual funds and and portfolios. So from there, I went all in. I'm a person that when I make my mind up, I I just go for it. I, I don't like to wait around. So went all in and University of Georgia was just down the way where I went for undergrad. And so I I, I put all my chips in that basket and, and luckily it all worked out. Excellent. Well,
0: sounds like you're doing quite well at, uh, with your transition. So what, may I ask, why did you
1: choose uh, estate and tax planning? So tax was the area I gravitated towards in law school after I got through that first year, which is stuff full of con law and, and property. I finally got to choose what I what I wanted to take. And I took the insured of federal income tax and I really enjoyed it. Like it seemed like the perfect area for me. It had a mix of like structure and law. And then there's a bunch of good, like arguable points. And there's plenty of room to basically to lawyer within. And, and I just kept going. And I really also enjoyed my trust in the States class. Like I, I really enjoyed like, the planning aspect, like helping people have certainty and finality with how things are going to go. Of course, life changes, situations change, but you feel a lot more comfortable when you have a plan to start with. And if you have to adjust the plan, you can adjust the plan. So then when I went to the University of Florida for my tax LOM, I had, I was gonna split my time between doing like the corporate transactional tax classes. And the estate planning tax classes because I enjoyed that I enjoyed that area of the law and I really didn't have that much experience in a little bit of it. And as I went through the program, I learned from some great professors there. There's a professor there, Professor Dennis Calfee. He has been teaching the taxation of trusts and estates and gift uh, transfer tax. And yeah, it's you know, De- Dennis a uh, professor at University of Florida. He he really like I guess helped teach me the the way and how how to navigate such like a tricky area of law. And I I really really enjoyed that. So when I was coming out of the program, I had a choice between going and working in the, the more corporate partnership side or the estate planning side. And uh, I ended up going with corporate and estate, uh, the corporate and partnership side, but I always made sure to be keeping up with the estate planning because that's like where my true passion was. And then when I had the opportunity to change over uh, earlier this year, I felt like this was, this was the time for me. And luckily at Deloitte, there were so many opportunities. I was able to work on some gift and estate tax returns and help some a little bit with the estate planning there, which which was really great because it kept my my skills sharp. Uh, very good.
0: I, I'm just curious with your degree in finance, do you think that uh kind of helped you or
1: influenced your decision with the uh, estate and tax planning? I think so. I think I've always enjoyed a, like a little bit of the mesh of the numbers in the law. Some people go to law school, they don't want to touch numbers. They're like, I'm not a math person, uh, but I, I do like that that mix of like you can actually see like the application of the law. And it's great to be represented through different like numbers and everything else
0: excellent yeah
1: so uh, let me ask you what, what does that mean to you to be able to help those clients it, it means a lot i see so many people that come in and they're really stressed like it's a very difficult conversation for people and it's it's tough for them to process like i'm not going to be around forever and they they want to make sure like the life they built they can transfer as much they can control and transfer as much as they can to their family friends and loved ones and when i see these people stressed i always I always reiterate to them like, "Hey, you're going to feel a lot better at the end. Like everybody feels a lot better after they they sign the documents and they know like this is exactly what I wanted. Like if I, if I walked outside and got hit by a bus, like it's all taken care of and it's exactly the way I wanted to go. It's a very liberating feeling.
0: I I know. I mean, a lot of clients that uh, they like you said they're very reluctant, but uh, when it's over with, it's like a burden has been lifted off of. So may I ask?" Daniel, how did you come uh, come in contact
1: with your current firm that you're working with? So I actually, it was a cold reach out. I knew I wanted to work around this area the summer between my second and third year of law school. And I reached out to the attorney I work with now, David. I went on the Georgia Bar directory and I searched tax law in the athens Watkinsville area. Uh-huh and he popped up i sent him up basically a blind email during his very busy season at the time uh, tax season and he, he got back being he's like yeah i'd love to have you come work with me in the summer and i worked with him like i said between the summer of my second year and third year of law school and we had kept up with each other uh over the past couple of years throughout last year law school llm and uh even at my time at deloitte and when the opportunity came to be where he he wanted to bring someone in it was like a, it was a very easy conversation because I, w- I was happy to work with them. I really enjoyed working with them. That summer, I always really valued our, our relationship. So I was very happy that it all ended up working out. Yeah, well, it's, it's nice. I
0: mean, it's, you went to work with someone you already knew, so there, you didn't have that long learning curve or getting to know each other. So very good. How, uh, you know, when you when you look for a client, who would be your ideal client, Daniel?
1: My ideal client, uh, there's there's a there's a wide range. It's, it's really anyone who is has the urgency to to be prepared for end of life and and if and whatever can can happen there. Like it's it's just a bit, it's very difficult for a lot of people. I there's a lot of people that come to me and they, they say, hey, I know you're practicing estate planning, like I'm trying. It's my spouse that we need to go, but it, you know it's it's kind of hard to. And, I'm like, and I and I reiterate the the planning point of like, hey, I understand it's a difficult conversation, but you you it's the, the planning needs to be done and you're going to feel a lot better when the planning's done so for for me it's it probably be somebody it, it could be as it it's as wide as does the, like the person has no plan like are there are many people that haven't updated their state planning documents in in years i've heard of someone there uh, at at the grandparent level they haven't updated their will since their their oldest son was in high school and that was over 45 years ago so it's, it's kind of crazy that some some people they just they don't really have the urgency to do it and that's that's perfectly okay that I, I have certain people, certain clients that they want it reviewed every year they, they want to make changes all the time so for me it's, it's anyone who, who has the desire to to plan and and, and to be on it okay? very very good just want looking at, at the planning aspect
0: what what are some of the common issues uh, that you help with with your clients
1: so, some common issues. A lot of times you'll see clients that their the pro, their their personal residence was entitled properly when they bought the house. So a lot of times in Georgia, people will the, the default is tenants in common. So if one of the spouses were to die, it has to go through the whole probate process. And then there's joint tenancy with survivorship, where by operation of law, when somebody passes, the property automatically transfers to the other spouse. So a lot of time, uh, a lot of times you'll will see clients they'll come in, they'll be like hey, I haven't moved in 20 years and and we'll we'll look up their, their dean information and like, Hey, you have a your D needs to be retitled. Like that's a very a very common issue. Also in general, like i said before, a lot of times people don't update their, their wills and everything very wills and powers of attorney very frequently. So that's that's always like a, a common issue. They, it's been 10 years or their kids are, you know, they, the last time they did, the kids were young and now their kids are in college. It's a, a lot of it's kind of like on, on timing base as well. Right. Well, it's, uh, I mean, we're, we're all human and we tend to procrastinate.
0: And sometimes when we, like you said, maybe 20 or 30 years ago, when they purchase a home, Estate planning is the last thing on their mind, right? Right. So, in your practice, what do you think are some of the common misconceptions a client may have about state or
1: tax plan, estate or tax planning? I think a lot of times they think like it's it's much more difficult than it actually is. Yes. I think like people try to, or they of times they try to overcomplicate how they want certain situations. And I really it's like like, you know, I like I love all my kids equally, but I love certain kids more than others. So really it's trying to get people to the point where like they can be comfortable with the decision of this is may not you might be frustrated with this person right now, but like this is how you're supposed to play for like at the end. Like like relationships are resolved. Like do you want to come in here every six months and update your will when your you know your oldest son or your youngest daughter is upset with you or not upset with you. Right. Like this and and also on the on the side of like this is not like you might be frustrated this person now, but it doesn't have to be this way forever. You want to come in and update your will because something's changed. Like that's that's perfectly fine, but it doesn't have to be set in stone forever, right? Uh, do you, do, can you share a story with us, or so maybe on a case that uh, has
0: gone wrong? Maybe people an example of how procrastination can uh, really affect you, or
1: an improper uh, design, yes. mistake. Or, or or people just never even having will in general. I I try to I've tracked down there. There are a couple clients or people or potential clients they they wanted to acquire like a piece of family property, let's say. Let's say there's like a big family farm and they're like, hey, I want to acquire one of the houses that's on the farm or just like this one plot. Well, then you go back and you look like okay well who owned it you, you start following the chain of title and you realize there th- this was not properly planned like it passed out into state so it like there it goes out to like one the, the second cousin's nephew basically has like a 163rd share and and the, the share split through 15 20 people all of a sudden it's pretty much going to be practically speaking impossible to get everyone on board to convey the, the property over to the client so like I, I see like that's that's like a a very common issue like I'll I'll see it's just that when you don't properly plan there do we have intestate laws for a reason to approximate what most people would want but if if you have generations of people who didn't plan all of a sudden you end up having a piece of property that's basically almost impossible to sell.
0: Yeah, I mean, getting uh ten people to uh, agree on anything is uh, is tough, right? Right, especially family members over money
1: mm-hmm. and ones that are out of state and might feel a certain way about another sibling. Like it's it's just not easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think every family's probably seen some of that in the past, but it's something that you want to avoid at all costs, you know. So it's a great mm-hmm. reason to do it now. Can you share an example of a of a plan or or, or something that you worked on here lately that's gone uh, right for the for the client?
1: Well, as of now, I haven't had any any wills that I prepare, and uh, I haven't had any clients of wills that I prepare that person to, like pass away. So, but eventually, it's it's going to happen. I I have had several situations where people like they are ill, and it it's like it may be very soon it will it will be very, like they their family members will appreciate that they came and 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 did the proper planning ahead of time. I've, I've had a couple people over the past couple months that. I've reached out and they're like, hey, my health is declining. Like, I need to make sure I have this planned. And, and I, I, like, I think those, those basically wind up being situations where when I, I get a phone call that that person's passed away from other family members, they're, they're going to be probably very appreciative of that, that the person went and got, got it planned and planned the right way. Yeah, pretty, very good. And uh, what are your biggest challenges in your business? Well, I'd say the, the two biggest ones off the top of my head. One is, is getting people to consistently follow a group some, some people, plenty of people reach out to me. I, I, you know, meet with plenty of people and they're, they are basically, they're all gung ho. And then all of a sudden they, they get a little uneasy about something or they're, there's, there's just an aspect of the planning that they really want to take more time to, to work through. And then all of a sudden six months goes by and there hasn't been any changes. Um, I I follow up with them, keep up with them. So that's, that's always kind of a a difficult point when, when I guess the the level urgency changes. And two, I think so. I think sometimes there's a it's a, the, tr- the conversation about compensation and, and how much these services cost is is always tricky because it's it, it and it, it lives within a, a very solid range. But sometimes people balk at certain options versus others. It's like we hey we have these two or three ways we can go through this. Like there's the really most correct way, but it's gonna be the most expensive way. So like managing I guess like client expectations with costs is is always uh, it's always a tough conversation. But like we. Like, we're very fair to people and and even if there's like if somebody had some slight little update like we don't we're not necessarily going to charge them like we're just gonna like we're we're more so trying to make sure like the client has a good experience and and we do it at, like fair value very good so w- when you stated that people trying to get people to
0: follow through have you put your finger on any certain items that maybe keep them from taking that next step or is it
1: i think there's there's a there's a few i, I think sometimes it's very important for people right now. And then something else that pops up that's more like just like in general, I think sometimes too, people haven't made up their minds about certain issues or, or where, or, or even they're, they're in the middle of some sort of transaction. Hey, I'm buying, I'm selling my house now and buying another house. Like I don't, it's like, they don't really have the time to dedicate to it. Plus they think like, oh, I need to, yeah, like, I need to focus on this rather than getting my estate plan updated, even though I hadn't been updated in 20 years, because like, this is, this is the more readily important thing to me. So it's just, it's a, it's several several things but eventually people do come back around when it's it's a priority it's just I think it's hard to keep it as a as a main priority unless like you you basically come to that conclusion already
0: okay I'm very good
1: and uh Daniel
0: I mean you've been in, uh working with your current firm for about a year or so uh, what what do you like best what cl- client or what uh, task do you like best
1: I really enjoy my Interaction with clients. One of the, one of the reasons I wanted to get back into working with individuals was that I just really enjoy working with people. Like I I really enjoy sitting down with them and and, ha- and having conversations about them about like what what their goals are and what what they want to achieve. Like that's yeah like that that's something that was really really important to me. Like and I, I appreciated my my prior experience, but at, at a lot of times like at big firms you don't really get as much person to person interaction. And then I also I really enjoy tackling difficult estate planning like issues or. I, I really like when a client with something that's a little different and I have to like use my, my lawyer skills to, to draft some, some custom language to, to help get them to where they want to be. And, and everyone, everyone says that they, they say, hey, I just need a simple will, or I just want a simple trust. And it's, it's never really that simple. Uh, that's, that's one of the parts I, I really enjoy is, is, is tackling those, you know, those difficult issues. Right. Finances are never simple, especially when you
0: have, have a family, family that's and right. feelings and relationships involved. It's just complicated. And you know, that's. Hats off to, to uh, people like yourself that work with those clients and try to make it as easy as possible. So uh, to uh, avoid any pain and get the, down the road. Daniel, so if, uh, if our listeners wanted to reach out and uh, speak with you, how
1: would they find you? Oh, well, they can find me uh, through our website, com. Uh, they'll have contact on there. Uh, we're actually going through a website refresh. So I'm excited to see how that's going to look here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, they can also find me on LinkedIn. My it's just my first name last name uh, at on on LinkedIn, and they also can find me. I, I got other social media available. Like I I use my regular name Daniel Gokel on pretty much everything. So so you're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. the whole nine. Mm-hmm. okay, great. All
0: right, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been uh, Jeff Gill with the Leg- Legacy Stories podcast, and I've I've been here with Daniel Gokel, and thank you, Daniel, for joining us. And thanks everyone for having listening and uh, with, we'll see you again next time. You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.